Connor. What? What's huh? going on? Holy huh? crap. We've returned to the podcast format. Yeah. Oh, oh, I, I, actually, I've, I've forgotten the name of the show, David. Can you remind me? Uh, I might be wrong, but uh, I think it is. Uh, what's that smell? You thinking again? No, nah, I can't be right. It was stupider than that. Yeah, yeah. I agree. No, I'm just kidding. Anyways, <laughs> how's it going, David? I'm doing all right, Connor. How you doing? I am doing okay. Um, it has been quite the month since we last saw each other. Oh yeah. Uh, I think the world ended actually. Yeah. I... <laughs> yeah. Pretty pretty wild. But we're not here to talk about the world because the world sucks. We're here to talk about the things that you know keep us out of the world, and that is pop culture and such. But it's a tradition, so I gotta ask. What's the weather looking like over there? Oh, it's actually snowing here in Wisconsin, Connor. How's that weather looking? Uh, yeah, it is. It's not snowing. It's post snowing here. Oh, like there's snow all over the place, but it's not currently snowing. So that's fun. Uh, I snowed a bunch last night. Well, no worries. Snow can uh, only keeps us confined to our homes. And what do we do when we're confined in our homes? Watch garbage. And today I decided or actually we both decided it would be a really cool idea to tackle yet another pop culture giant that we have yet to discuss on the podcast, which is actually kind of insane because like, how have we not talked about it up to this point? And that is of course, Star Wars, the classic, the classic film series that also is a a television series like 12 times over. And there's also books and there's also, you know, music, I'm sure. Yeah, there is music. And there's like, everything this is there's a day there's a whole day devoted to star wars may the 4th like come may on may the 4th be with you right like name another movie that has a day you know <laughs> like that should be an indicator as to like how big star wars is um so naturally it makes sense to do an episode on it because like if it gets a day it should have an episode of the podcast you know uh and you know if it's marvel or dc it gets two days uh <laughs> But, you know, let's kick things off, David. I think we have a lot to discuss. I worry this will be a longer episode, so I guess we should not dilly-dally much longer. Yes, we should get Uh, started. Right. So I think we should time travel to 1977 when the released movie was... That's a weird way to say it. When (laughs) New Hope released under the title of just Star Wars at the time. Uh, David, what do you think Star Wars did that made it such a big hit because it wasn't one of those movies that was like underground for a little while this movie was huge off the get-go and like only became a bigger deal from there so Mm. like what do you think it did that hit people so hard uh oh man kind of um well you know i i think that when star wars came out there was really nothing like it like name another movie that was even close to what star wars is like you can't because, I mean, like, the know, closest like, at... thing I could think is, like, Star Trek. That was, yeah, like, the right. closest thing. Right. And, and that was that, that was boring experiences with this. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. It, it was just, like, it was it was so different. And it was so unique and cool um, during the time. Um, it was, like, I guess it was, like the, like, the, almost, like, the end game of, like, the 70s, almost, you know? It was, like, wow, what is this, what is this cool new um like movie 
with uh, lightsabers and in in star battles and stuff. Like this is so cool. Um, it it was just like how how is it not a big hit, you know? And it it even looks like I, I've gone back and rewatched uh, New Hope, and frankly, it doesn't look terrible, you know. I mean, well, it yeah, doesn't, it doesn't they, look they great. used like yeah, they didn't use much. They didn't use as much CGI, whereas they used a bunch of models, mm-hmm. and that's always like a good way to make it seem at least a little more believable. Because like, if you got a really good model, then it just basically just looks like a toy, really big, and you know, that's not really, there's nothing really wrong with that. Yeah. Yeah, right. It was a good way. It was a good way to ensure longevity. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of what they were going for with it, because you know they knew that they were probably going to make sequel movies, um, and they didn't want this movie to like, I guess, not withstand the test of time. Um, so they kind of went with that route, and I think that was very smart of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think another thing that made Star Wars such a huge thing was like think of sci-fi at the time. Like, sci-fi was for nerds, like, nerd nerds, because the biggest sci-fi thing was Star Trek, and Star Trek was, like, a lot of space policy and blasters fights that were very slow and lots of dialogue, which, of course, there's nothing wrong with that. People love Star Trek, and there's there's good reason, but when you're talking, like, in comparison to Star Wars, it was very, with like, withdrawn and held back. There wasn't a lot of spaceship fights, you know? There wasn't a lot of explosions and cool action. But Star Wars came in and was like, hey, let's go on this cool adventure with light swords and force and, you know, crazy action and explosions. And not that that was like 100% the newest thing in the world, but it was something that like, you know, it was so easy to grab onto, you know, like anybody could go into it and be like, yes, action, cool stuff. And even beyond that, there was still, like, a cool story to it. And it had unique elements, and it had, like, unique characters. So, like, it kind of had that mix of everything that would be something that people could grab onto, regardless of your thoughts on sci-fi, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. Totally agree, Connor. And then I have to ask, what do you think, why do you think it's lasted so long? Because, like, after that, after Star Wars changed the game, but, you know, other movies started doing what Star Wars did. Like, there were more space action movies, and there were more adventure movies themed to the future, like Star Wars is, sort of. So, like, what? why do you think it lasted? Like, it was, okay, it, was, it, made, it made sense that it's, it became big at first, but what kept it going? Whew. Um, that's a tough question, Connor. Uh, <laughs> um... You know, I think that, I mean, I think I think part of it is like kind of what I mentioned before um, with how they kind of like used models and stuff um, instead of using CGI um, to kind of have a more like sense of realism uh, while you're watching it. Because, um, you know, like back then, CGI wasn't the best, you know, it was it was in its very early stages. So um, having that would kind of not have it age well come like 2021 um and i i don't think it would be um like as visually appealing to look at um and, and i think that i think it's, i think it's a big part of it i don't think that's like the main reason um i mean i mean yeah kind of kind of 
Sorry, you got, it, you got this. <laughs> it's been a while. It's been a while. Sorry, guys. David has not talked this entire time up until now. Yeah, right. you got to understand. The only, the only, this is the last time you talked was the podcast. Before. <laughs> yeah, just watching anime and just, just keeping quiet until now. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I think, I think it's kind of like a mix of what both you and I said. Um, about how kind of like Star Wars really um, changed the game with its its uniqueness and it, its great storytelling, because and and plus it it had potential, um, and I think that I think I think the kind of like the kind of like the the space genre um, was was kind of like the new frontier, um, in a way, kind of you know it was like people wanted to see. Like, like, I'm, I'm trying to think. How, how how can I put this? Um, like, space is the final frontier, right? And yeah, these are the these are the voyages of the SS Enterprise. Yeah, right, right. And people wanted to see that. Like that, like that was something that we haven't really seen before in films. Like we haven't really seen that many movies that really um, explored space that much. You know, um, we've had a couple, but not really on the scale of, um, of Star Wars, right? And I think because of what Star Wars did, because of the, of the huge leap and step they took, um, it, it, I, Star Wars was quite a risky movie um, because mm-hmm. it could have easily flopped, um, but it didn't. And I think because it didn't and because like the space age was such an interesting thing for people, it was really uh, a draw-in, you know. It, it really brought people uh, to go see this movie, and I think a lot of people want to jump on that bag bandwagon of space exploration. Yeah, I mean, I think that's definitely a huge part of it because, like, I think what George Lucas did so well was not only did he create a story that was interesting, fun, and had a lot of great characters, is he took advantage of like a formula that I think had been, people had been wanting, but no one had been able to get or to do and that was like the idea of exploring or making an action movie set in space and making a like world beyond the stars because star trek did it but that's not like the that's not really what people what the entirety of people were looking for star trek was its own thing and i think its exploration of space and such was not as universally appealing but I think George Lucas kind of tapped into it as being like kind of like the, the, the kid in everyone at that time. All kids were fascinated by space, action, aliens, that kind of thing. So making a movie that literally encapsulates all of that together and doing it in a way that's actually so well thought out and interesting and can last longer was kind of like it was a good move. But it was also risky because there was no indication that this would work. And there was no indication that people wanted this. Like... In retrospect, duh, it's what people wanted. But back in the time period, you'll never, you could never really predict what was going to be big and what wasn't. So it was really, really big risk on George Lucas's part to basically go, I know what kids want, or what not, not even kids want. I know what everyone wants, and I'm going to deliver it. And the fact that it worked so well is not only a testament to like George Lucas and his vision, but a testament to just like what people wanted in that time and what they valued. And I think that was just a really interesting idea, you know? 
Yeah. It was like an interesting out of nowhere, like smash hit. Um, but yeah, that's pretty radical, right? Yeah. Definitely. So, I mean, might as well shift to the movie, like the actual new hope film, like how, how do you enjoy that movie? You know, like what, what do you think? Um, you know, the first time I watched it, um, I wasn't too crazy about it. Um, oh, yeah, because old movie, ew. <laughs> yeah, right. All uneducated children. Yeah, I, 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 was, I was a young lad when I first watched the movie. You know, you know, I wasn't too crazy about it. Where is the terrible CGI monsters? Right. Where's right. Jar Jar Binks? Yeah, right. I wanted, I wanted Jar Jar. There was no Jar Jar. Um, for Jar Jar. But um, the second time going through it, because actually um, it was earlier, it was about a year ago, actually when I decided to just go back and rewatch every single Star Wars movie. Like wow. Like from like uh Phantom Menace to uh uh whatever the most recent one is. Uh um, well, depends. The most recent one as of last year. Yeah. So like Rise of Skywalker? Yes. Okay, there you go. Yes. I, well, there I, wasn't one before that point. I don't know what I was thinking. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the most recent one, but all the 2020 Star Wars movie. What was that? Oh, The Mandalorian? Uh, no. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry for that. You're good. You're good. Um, so, yeah, I went back and uh, I rewatched all the Star Wars movies. And I got to say, um, A New Hope is a solid movie. Um, I, I I really enjoyed it. It was, it was exciting. It was exhilarating. It had... It had the romance. It had the action. It had. It the... had the romance that got Yui in the future, but at the moment, it's still romantic. <laughs> yeah. Like at this point in time, it is romantic. But as of episode five, you're like, it is no longer romantic. It is now Yui. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that when we get to that. Right. Um, you know, you you had the romance between Luke and Leia, which is weird. Um... <laughs> well, don't worry. The the romance between. Uh, between Han and Leia is a little better. Oh yeah, a little better, a little better. Um, it, it it was weird at first, um, but you know it was it was a solid movie for what it was. It, it was it was exciting. Um, it had potential for sequels, um, and you know it was just all around a, a solid movie. It was it was really good and had iconic scenes. Like it has the iconic scene of Luke looking off at the at the two sons. Uh, with the just, music swelling, yeah, the music swelling. It's just, it's so iconic, so very mm-hmm. iconic. Oh yeah, I do really enjoy this movie. Like, I think it captures like the simplicity. Like, I don't, I don't want to say childish simplicity, but like, kind of like just a very simple simplicity. You know, it's not a terribly complex movie, and I think that works for what it is because like. It's just a fantasy adventure with fun characters and interesting, like, interesting ideas. It's not meant to be, (laughs) excuse me, I'm sorry. It's not meant to be something so deep and complex that it's completely incomprehensible to the average person like Star Trek was. It's so simple and enjoys its simple pleasures like, you know, the, the, the hero of dreaming for more, you know, the, the super, super mean villain wearing all black and you know breathes really heavily and has a red lightsaber you know like it 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 takes advantage of like excuse me jesus it takes advantage of the the simple ideas and just creates a story that is so like 
enjoyably down to earth and basic that it's easy to grasp, but enjoyable to grasp because of the characters involved and the action and the story to it. Like if it were more complex, I feel like it would just be lost the same time because it feels like this overthought out sci-fi odyssey, like on the levels of something like 2001. And that was not very acceptable to a broad audience. So I feel like Star Wars took the, the not the easiest route, but the best route possible. And I think they did a really good job with it. That being said, I don't think it's a perfect movie, but I think it's a very serviceable movie, and I really enjoy it. Yeah, it was, uh, it was simple, it was good, solid movie. Yeah, and as David said, it's super iconic. It, it's really hard to like talk about a movie and legitimately criticize it when it's so iconic. One of the hardest movies I've ever had to watch and formulate a grade for was the original Frankenstein from like 1930-something. Because I know so many scenes from that because I've seen Young Frankenstein and all those so many quoted scenes from that that it's so hard to rate it. Because like, you're just, is it biased that you just know the scenes? Or like, you know, it, it's really hard to do. And that's exactly what Star Wars could have been. Except Star Wars stands so well on its own regardless of that that I think it's easy enough to say I really enjoy it. So I'm glad that is it's still kind of overcome that classic mode. It still represents a good movie, you know? Yeah, for sure. For sure. So they did a sequel. And they did? I think, yeah. I didn't they know did that. Uh, a lot of sequels, but they did one sequel at first. And the, I think what's crazy about this movie, Dave, is like sequels were not expected at all in that time period like yes you had godfather 2 but that was kind of it like there really wasn't a market for sequels at this point in time like it just wasn't it wasn't that people didn't want them it's that people just didn't expect them like they do now it was such a different it wasn't a different idea i guess but more of a it was like it wasn't demanded so when a sequel came out, it was more like when you get a dessert after your meal. Like, you don't need it, but it's, it's you know, valued because it's, it's more. But, like, no one expected this movie to come out. Or at least no one needed it until it came out. And it kind of took the world by storm. Because people were like, oh, my God, you could make another Star Wars? What? You know? <laughs> so, David, I have to ask you now, what did you think of the sequel? Empire Strikes Back, just in case people weren't on the same page as us. Empire Strikes, yeah, yeah. We, we, this movie came out during the 80s, and we actually talked about it during the 80s movie. Yeah, uh, we don't talk about it too much if you don't want, but you know, go listen to the to the 80s episode if you want more in depth. Well, not really that in depth, but a little more on it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so this is, in our opinion. Probably the the best Star Wars movie we, we've ever gotten. Um, I, I mean, I think it's great. I think it's great as a standalone movie, um, and I also think it's it's even better as a, as a sequel. Um, you know, because this is back, like Connor said, this is back when we didn't really get sequels for movies, um, and if we did, the original movie had to be really good, and the sequel also should be really good as well, and they really you know did that and it, it it's it's a really good movie and 
just like how um, New Hope is super iconic, this movie is also super iconic. I mean, all the Star Wars movies are super iconic. I mean, I can say that for any of them. I mean, besides like the most recent trilogy that aren't too iconic, but well, they're they're new, so they're new. Time. So, but but the the first six, I'd say, are very iconic movies. With... Yeah, the first three are iconic because they're really good, yeah. and the prequels are iconic because they're memes. <laughs> yeah, right. It's funny because it's true. It's true. It's true. It's true. Um, but yeah, I I, I think this movie um, uh, really adds a lot um, to to the story uh, of Star Wars because we we get we get to look a bit more into Han Solo and uh, Leia's relationship, which is good. Um, because this, this, is the, this is the one where things start to happen in that regard. You get twists about characters and stuff. Yeah. And if you'd have kept going with the Luke and Leia relationship, episode six was going to get real weird. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then we also got um, a, bit, a bit more of a look into uh, Luke. Uh, we got Yoda in this one. We got we got Yoda. Oh man, I totally forgot Yoda came in this movie. Yeah, yeah, Yoda's in this movie. Um, we got we got a lot more Jedi's. We got a lot more lightsabers. Um, I feel like it's I guess like the best way I could put um, this movie is New Hope, but more. It's like everything you loved about New Hope, just brighter more more vibrant and and better you know it's like it's like new hope plus you know mm-hmm. yeah i 100 percent agree with that like it's such a it's so weird how natural this movie feels as a sequel like the first one wrapped up really nicely like yes they didn't kill darth vader they didn't defeat darth vader per se but they did destroy the death star they got the awards and Everything seemed to wrap up perfectly. So it's insane to me that they took that ending and said, there's more to this. And they did an entire movie with more planets, more action. Actually, kind of, if you have rewatched it, it's actually kind of a bleaker tone than the first one. Because, you know, it ends on that, on that cliffhanger. And even regardless, the entire movie doesn't feel quite as victorious. It feels more like things aren't quite going right. You know, like how on roller coasters... You have like your your roller coaster rises up and then drops, but then has to get ready for yet another drop later on, so it has to go up some more. I think it kind of feels like that middle area between the drop and the jump, where like you're slowly going down, like things are getting worse, but once it starts going back up again, you know there's a promise that things are gonna get better. That's what it kind of felt like to me, at least from more my at least from my memory. And it's an interesting idea, and like you said, it's totally just more of that first movie. It has more character, it has more action, it has more ideas. And I think overall, like, I don't know if I'd say it's better because I need to rewatch it, I really do. But I definitely admit it's the best sequel we've gotten. There's, like of all the Star Wars sequels, this is the hands down closest to the original that you could get. Yeah. And I think they did a really great job with it. And yeah, I I don't want to go into too much more detail because we've got we've got like uh, a lot more movies eight to more, yeah eight more movies to go. But <laughs> I'm gonna say it was a really solid movie. Um, do you have any last thoughts before we move on to one more? Uh, I'm ready to move on. 
all right, to complete the first trilogy, they went up and made it a trilogy. Yeah. And they whipped out Return of the Jedi in 1983 or 4, or I didn't write down the dates. <laughs> uh, but I know the first one was 1977, and I know the dates of all of the sequel trilogy movies, but that's about it. Anyways, um, so Return of the Jedi, I think, was the most expected because that last one ended with a twist and ended with a cliffhanger. This was like the anticipated return. But that being said, that does not mean anything negative at all. That just meant that people were really hyped and people were going to be at this movie regardless of the quality. And that is kind of daunting, especially in 2020 and 2021, when movies, you know, can get so much hype and then completely lose it because the movie sucks, you know? The, one of the most notable I could think of was Wonder Woman 1984, which came out over the hiatus, and everyone was super hyped for that movie, and then they saw it, and now everyone's turned on it like it's Justice League or something, which is interesting, but we're not here to talk about DC, but you get what I mean, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, it, it came out, it, it has the opportunity to fail, but the thing was, we didn't know that back then. Like, people didn't care, like, if it, like, ended up sucking. They just wanted to see it. They wanted to know what happened. So did it suck, David? What do you think? Um, I, I don't, I don't think, um, Return of the Jedi sucked, per se. No. Um, yeah, no, I don't either. I just wanted to set it up like that to add more mystery to it, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Um There's a listener, like, biting his nails, like, do they like Return of the Jedi? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, you know, he, he, I, I, I kind of, like, mixed feelings about Return of the Jedi. Um, like, I kind of said, he's kind of expected um after the last movie uh because they kind of like left us on a cliffhanger so they were like okay of, of course they're gonna make this movie a trilogy uh, this series a trilogy um and i i want to first talk about the ending kind of and how they wrap things up um yeah that is that's probably the most the most well-known thing about this movie yeah. well that and the ewoks but we'll get to that in a bit <laughs> yeah um but go for it yeah um so, here's the thing about the ending of this movie. I'm not going to, like, spoil it. I mean, I'm surprised if you haven't seen this movie yet. No, then again, we haven't spoiled much yet. No, we haven't. I mean, we spoiled a little bit, but not... I mean, the movie came out in the 80s, dude. <laughs> get to the, get on that, dude. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Um, but yeah, like, the end of this movie... Um, I, 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 think, I think the ending works. Um... But I don't think it's as satisfying as uh, a New Hope's ending. Um, I thought New Hope's ending was far more satisfying. Um, I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of go into spoiler territory here. It's uh, all good. We I think I think they, the viewers get it. If they click the Star Wars episode, we're gonna spoil some early Star Wars movies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe we won't spoil Rise of Skywalker for those no, that haven't no, seen no, it. No. Um. I, I thought I thought the 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 ending with um, Darth Vader, um, I, I I really wasn't too big of a fan of that. Um, I I I actually wish that he died. I mean, he did die, but I don't. I wish that like he he didn't like die the way he did. I, I wish. Yeah, that... I think I agree. <laughs> I mean, I think they did. A, they tried to make it character oriented, which I do appreciate. Like. I think giving Darth Vader a redemption arc is not a bad idea. But I also kind of think 
they never really built to that because Darth Vader was always the ultimate evil. Yeah. You know? Like, they had never alluded to, to Darth Vader ever having a soft side at any point in the series. So I think that by that point, when they tried to give him redemption arc, I just don't think anybody really wanted that. Like, I don't think people... Like, I don't, I can't imagine people going like, oh, I cried at the scene when they took off Darth Vader's mask because he was the big bad the entire time. And while I think it's not impossible to redeem your big bad, I don't think Darth Vader was the one to do it. That being said, I really like that action scene at the end. I think the last fight between Luke and Vader is one of the best lightsaber fights in the original trilogy. It was a really solid fight. Um, and I think the Emperor is cool. So I think, and I know he died like an idiot, <laughs> but I think, uh, I think it's such a mixed bag ending. I really do. Um, like, like you said, <laughs> yeah, didn't mean to steal that. I'm sorry. Go it's okay. It's okay. Yeah, finish. You can, you can add more of your thoughts. I'll stop. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. Um, so yeah, kind of like I was saying, kind of talking about how like, it, I, yeah, the 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 last last fight was really good. Um, I I think I think yeah, it, it was great. Um, but like I said, like the ending wasn't is eh, me. Um, like um uh, the beginning of the movie. Uh, on the other end of the spectrum, um, is an is an iconic scene. It's yeah, iconic it's more it's the Jabba scene. The Jabba, the Jabba. scene, you know, um. Which, which, you know, it's iconic, but uh, there's actually, um, you know, Carrie Fisher. I think that's her name, right? Uh, Leia? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, I actually heard something about how um, she actually didn't want to wear her outfit in that, like, beginning scene. Yeah, well, maybe because she was a slave of a, you know, kingpin crime lord course you wouldn't be dressed naturally yeah yeah i know i know but like her like her herself like carrie fisher did not want to wear that like her her Um, herself didn't want to wear it i mean obviously i don't want to say put up with the uncomfortableness but at the same time if she was comfortable wearing it then kind of defeat the purpose of the scene but you know i suppose yeah it's all good carrie i forgive (laughs) you but yeah i mean i love that intro scene it's a great scene like it's one of those it's great because it feels it has a lot of cause and effect moments like luke gets in tries to negotiate falls into the rancor pit escapes the rancor pit heads back up and then an actual fight begins and like it kind of has this like natural progression to it in this like rescue in this fight to save han like it's just such a like iconic layout of scenes and it has a bunch of iconic moments throughout it like you know, you got the, the, the little R2-D2 with the tray server thing, like when like when they captured R2-D2 and made him, like, the drink carrier. Like, that's just an iconic image. Jabba the Hutt's iconic character. The Rancor scene is great, where he, like, drops the gate door on the Rancor's head. Uh, you got Boba Fett dying like an idiot. Uh, like, there's there's so many iconic moments throughout that scene. Those, those uh, not scene, but, like, that, yeah, that, that scene. And I think it's it is a really great way to kick off the movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah and then there's a middle. Then there's like a middle act. There's a middle. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. The middle's good. <laughs> the middle's good. Like I mean, I guess we should talk about the Ewoks, David. What are your opinion on the Ewoks? Because that's one of the most divisive things about this movie, besides the ending. Yeah, the Ewoks. 
Um, you know, I I don't really care for the Ewoks that much. Um, I I think I think they're 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 cool. I guess I just I don't really have much of an opinion on them. Yeah, I know a lot of people kind of did because, like, I guess they didn't like the like how cheesy it got. Because you know, it got the Ewoks finding C three PO and making making him their god, and like the fact that they're using all these natural contraptions, like Home Alone style, to defeat the uh, defeat the stormtroopers. Yeah, like, I, I, I thought I thought it was a bit dumb. Yeah, I get it. I don't mind though, because I think Star Wars has never not been cheesy. Like, let's take a step back here. Star Wars has kind of been in in and of itself cheesy, and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with cheesy, and I think your tolerance of cheesy is going to be made or break broken by the Ewoks. I think like once you get to the Ewoks and if you're good with it, then I think you're going to be good with any cheese they can throw at you. But I think the Ewoks scene was just a little too much for some people, which is fine. But you know, the whole, the whole series is cheesy. So shut up. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, I think if I were to lay out like, like a, a bar graph for how things go, I think the best is the beginning, then it kind of levels out in the middle, and then it drops a tiny bit near the end, but not a lot. I think if you were to like look at Return of the Jedi in comparison to the other movies in the series, I still think it does is superior to a lot of them because it has a lot of quality in it. But at the same time, it is the weakest of these three because it has so much inconsistency. Yeah. You know. I, I think that's the best way to put it. So this movie being very inconsistent with with how it works um but i i think i still think it's a fairly solid movie yeah i mean i i would never say it's bad it's very good but it's just not perfect um yeah i think it's time we segue to a new trilogy oh yeah because here's the one that we may piss off some people and it won't be the last time because the sequels have such a weird history because everyone kind of loved it when it came out like people loved phantom menace when it came out but then people thought about it and then realized it was terrible but once all of them came out it stopped being that they were terrible and they became like the root of all evil in fact some people started (laughs) claiming that that george lucas was the antichrist which is hilarious in retrospect but like people really got mad about the prequels but that kind of sparked an even further counter counter reaction of people going, wait a minute, it's not that bad. In fact, they're actually very good. And it's such a weird thing because we can't come to an agreement as a collective unit. And it also kind of started this division of Star Wars fans, which I admit I kind of hate. I really don't like the division between Star Wars fans. But it all started with this movie, or these movies, I should say. Yeah. Um, and all of that started with Phantom Menace. So, David, what do you think of Phantom Menace? Ooh, 2001, yeah. I think. Phantom Menace, boys. Jar Jar Binks. Let's oh. get it. <laughs> Pod racing. It's got oh, yeah. it's got Chippachawa. It's got everything, man. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh man. Phantom Menace. It was a movie. That's for sure. Um, if I had to rank this movie as a movie, I would say it is a movie. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <coughs> uh, <laughs> um so Basically, um, I, I, I don't, I, you know, I have mixed feelings with this movie. Um, there are very iconic scenes in this movie, um, but at the same time, 
okay. You know how we talked about how The Last Jedi is inconsistent? Or uh, uh, Return of the Jedi. Return, wrong Return wrong of the Jedi, Jedi movie. My bad. We'll get, we'll get The Last Jedi when we get there. Yeah. Return of the Jedi. You know we have to say Return of the Jedi is inconsistent? All three of these movies are very inconsistent. Um, and, and one quick point I want to bring up about all three of these movies. Um, Jar Jar. You see that Jar Jar kind of disappears throughout some time in these three movies. Yeah, he has like two scenes in, in Clone uh, Attack of the Clones and like one completely vocalist scene in uh, Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, he kind of like, just disappears. He goes away. He, he kind of just disappears and there's no explanation about it at all. And, you know, I, I have a theory that Jar Jar becomes Snoke, but I'll get to that later. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll get to that later. I'll, I'll get to that when we get to that. Um, this, this is going to be a really interesting episode then. I did not realize we were we were going there, but all right. I'll, get, I'll, get to, I'll get to Darth Jar Jar in a second. Just, just hold on. Jesus. We're, we're only at Phantom Menace. Um, so yeah. Um, it has Kid Anakin. Um, and they, they, you know, they have his mom and, you know, some, some, some things impregnated her. Yeah, um, like Jesus. <laughs> some random things. Um Metachlorians and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was the chosen one, and uh, Obi Wan, and uh, and uh, uh, you know, you got a uh, Qui Gon. You know, I don't even know what I'm talking about anymore. This movie is really bad. <laughs> I feel like th- that's the simplest way to say it. Yeah, there are great moments in it, like Darth Maul's, like his lightsaber, great. Duel of the Fates, that song, great. The action scene at the end, great. Like Obi Wan, uh, played by Ewan McGregor. What about the Qui Gon funeral? Quite yeah, Qui Gon funeral, solid too. Like there is isolated great things in this movie, but you know what? There is only so much that I could say about this movie that's solid before I have to acknowledge that this movie is absolutely unwatchable a lot of the time. From like like David was saying, just completely weirdly hokey story with weirdly annoying characters every five seconds, CGI that is so in your face and absurdly <laughs> gross. Like it wouldn't yeah. even be a problem if it were just like in isolated moments, but it's constant. It's everywhere and it is bad. Like I know it was a time period, and I will give him credit that if you were going to make a a world that was very CGI heavy. Star Wars is a good place to do it. But there is way too much ambition here in terms of CG that I think was just completely lost by the time they actually got it on screen. And it just is ugly. It's very ugly. Anakin himself is just obnoxious in this movie. It's, it gets really hokey and really, and not even like cheesy like the originals. It becomes hokey. Like it becomes like the worst version of star wars like star wars if it was written by like children it gets really bad like and and it gets also gets really boring because when it stops being like written by kids it becomes really boring and really long dialogues and just these really boring conversations about stuff that just don't matter like it becomes like 
Star Trek level discussions about nothing. And like, that is the exact opposite of what you want with a Star Wars movie. I just, it's, it's sad because like a movie like this could work because you're doing an origin story for Darth Vader is a cool idea and it makes sense. But good God, I don't understand why people can like this movie. And I, I, I don't mean to speak for David, but I think that was what he was trying to get to yeah. as he was trying to formulate what his opinion was. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. This, this movie is not good at all. I feel really bad for fans because fans have to keep defending it. Like, um, it's actually really deep and a metaphor for this, this, and that. Metachlorians, Jesus, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But like, I feel bad for them, but I'm not going to beat around the bush. This movie is borderline unwatchable for about 70% of the runtime. Um, yeah. But that's okay because they did two more. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about Attack of the Clones. Attack of the Clones is wildly considered the worst because this is when I think it kind of went into overdrive in terms of the like hokiness of it. The first one was hokey, but it also had a, a kid lead. So it's like, okay, a kid is hokey. Like that's in his nature, you know? But I think now that he's grown up, it just puts on display everything that bugged people. David, what's your opinion on Attack of the Clones? Oh, man. Attack of the Clones. Um, so. Sand. Anakin doesn't like sand. Who doesn't like who doesn't not like sand? Right, right. Anakin. Anakin hates sand. Oh yeah, Anakin. <laughs> and he like just yeah, that uh, okay, I think I think me saying that line kinda like really sums up this movie uh really well because there's a lot of like useless dialogue that kind of just happens that doesn't really progress the story that has no impact on Star Wars as a whole. And I think that's that that that's that's a big part of all three of these movies. Useless dialogue. That that's unnecessary. Um and you know, I'm trying to think like where did George Lucas go wrong when he was, you know, writing the dialogue for these movies? Like like he, he must have been like under the influence of something, you know? Like, I think I, I also think the secret behind it too is if you if you think about it. The dialogue was never the strongest part of the first three, ever. Like, it's not that the dialogue was bad. There's nothing wrong with the dialogue. It's just it was never the strongest point. So it was a weird choice to go from a movie that did not really have a lot of dialogue to these extremely dialogue-heavy movies. Like, it's a weird choice. And they're really long, two-and-a-half-hour movies Mm -hmm. that are just 60% dialogue and 40% bad CGI. Like, that's not a good combo. (laughs) But yeah, go at it, man. Keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of like, kind of, yeah. Oh, he's choking. Ah, yeah. <laughs> We're breaking like, David. Yeah, right. Kind of like Connor was saying about how like dialogue isn't the strongest part. Um, yeah, I mean that's 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 kind of a big aspect of it. But like, it 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 it, it like it it fails where the past movies have succeeded. You know, like visually. Um, I would say the first three are more are more visually appe- appealing than these movies. These movies have a ton of CGI. Um, I mean, you you got CGI Yoda, my guy. You got CGI, CGI Yoda. Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> That's scary to look at. Ugh. Um, you you got you got the council. Um, 
with uh, it's a weird choice. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, like, did so, I think George Lucas just got really jealous of Star Trek for a minute. It was like, <laughs> I want, I want a space council too. <laughs> All right, we we got the we got the boring space council. Um, but I will say, there are some cool some cool fights, like the Anakin and Obi Wan versus Count Dooku. Dooku. Uh, Dooku. That that was a fight that happened. Yeah, that was in this one. Yeah, yeah, it was. I'm pretty uh, sure, anyway. Yeah, we had that that one final fight with like the clones and stuff. Um, oh, where they all, where all the stormtroopers die or all the Jedi die. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, it, lo- it didn't look great, but I mean, that's <laughs> no, fine. nothing no. looked great. So, you know, that's fine. It looked terrible. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, it, it has scenes it, it has dialogue. It has music. It's got, it's got Django Fett. Django Fett's pretty cool. Yes. Right? It has Django. Wait. Oh yeah. Wait, this movie with the, um, no, Wait. Yes, it it is. It is. It's that with one the col- with movie. the with the Geonosis, yeah, the Coliseum. Yeah. And... yeah. No, but it also has the um. This is the movie with the uh, the the long neck people, right? Yeah, the clone pe- the clone uh, like farmers. Yeah, I love those guys. They're really creepy looking. It's, <laughs> it's weird as hell. Yeah, <laughs> I think when people like look at the CGI CGI in these movies, I think like the antithesis of it is those creepy long neck people. <laughs> like it's just really weird looking. <laughs> like that's just the that's the simple like down to earth explanation. It's just really weird. I don't like looking at them for too long. <laughs> Thankfully they're only in like two scenes, but like good God. It's funny, they look better in, in Clone Wars because everything is like that. Like everything looks like that kind of animation. But when it's sitting there, like looking at uh, Django Fett, it's just really weird. Like it's like, <laughs> "Ew, stop! Cut, <laughs> cut the CGI monsters or something, not this." Oh man, they look like Q-tips. <laughs> it's <just> gross. It's <laughs> gross. Oh man, back in the day. Yeah, back in the day when you could just make a CGI monster and be like, I don't know, just make it look like Q-tip. I don't know. Yeah. It's like, what? what's its alien species? It, it's like a giraffe, but it's also a human. And it's also, it's also really, really tall. And they're like, are you going anywhere with this idea? They're like, giraffe. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only thought. Long neck, do it. Uh, the, back in the day. Um, I think that's all I have to say about this movie. Yeah, I'll I'll really really briefly do it. I actually think this is probably my favorite prequel. I know really? people hate this movie. Yeah, I, I people hate this movie. But, but one, sand, Connor, sand. Well, let me let me tell you something sand. really funny. I think something really funny. So my dad was kind of the funniest guy as a parent. He had a bunch of these Star Wars action figures that he collected, and I think he really wanted me to be a Star Wars fan. So he made this deal with me. Every time I watched a Star Wars movie from beginning to end, he'd let me open one, just pick one, and then I could, you know, keep it. And I loved all the different monsters in Star Wars, so I'd look for the characters that were kind of creatures. So I needed to watch a Star Wars movie, and I picked Attack of the Clones every single time because of the Geonosis fight and all the different creatures in it. Because I loved creatures as a kid; monsters were just cool. So, like, I watched Attack of the Clones a lot. And therefore, I have a ton of nostalgia for the action scenes in it. Like, I love that Geonosis fight with all the different creatures. I love all the different, uh, like, different types of Jedi they introduce in it. And, like, it's not a good movie at all. Like, not even a little bit. There's not, like, 
I think it has less good scenes than Phantom Menace, though I hate Phantom Menace a lot more than this. But I think more of the bad stuff in this is funny versus more of the bad stuff in Phantom Menace is infuriating, you know? Yeah. Like, I think there's the balance of, like, being ridiculous and being awesome, I think, is better matched here. But there's still worse things here. Like, everything in this sucks versus most of the things in Phantom Menace suck. But I hate Phantom Menace much more, if that makes sense, you know? Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. It makes if, sense. Yeah. Well, no worries. We've got one more movie to do. Oh, and, yeah. Yeah, Revenge of the Sith, episode three. Oh man, Connor, uh, Connor, let me let me let me talk about this one. Yeah, do it. This, <laughs> like, totally go for it. This this movie, my guy, is is okay. Okay, you thought you thought a new hope was iconic. No, 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 no. It is this not <laughs> as iconic as this movie I'm about to talk about right now. But even then, like, it's iconic for, like, the complete polar opposite reasons. Yes. It's iconic because it's a meme. This whole movie is a meme. Like, almost every piece of dialogue is a meme. I swear yeah. to God it is. Um, like, I mean, I know a lot of... I, I just want to add on that. A lot of Clone Wars... Or, not Clone Wars, Attack of the Clones is also memes. But I think, like, there are still long, isolated scenes that are not memes in that movie versus this one, where every single scene is a meme. Like, everyone. (laughs) Yes. Oh, man. So, this movie opens up. You know, its opening is iconic. You know, you got the... uh... Yeah, it's actually got a decent action scene at the beginning. Yeah, it's got the the, um, Obi-Wan and the Anakin going against Count Dooku again. Ooh, yes. Good. Mm-hmm. That that that's good right there. Oh man, that's good. And Classic got, Star Wars. Yeah, right. And then you've got the got the iconic line of do it. Oh man, it. that's 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 an iconic well, that's, line. I think it's I don't actually know if that's in the beginning or in the middle, but No, it's in I'm the beginning. Gonna... It's in the beginning. Is it? It gotcha. was right it was right before Anakin was gonna kill Count Dooku. He was like, yeah. Should I do yeah, it? I remember like, that. Do it. <laughs> do it. <laughs> oh man, so iconic, iconic, iconic. Oh, and then we also got um, um, General Grievous. Oh man, we Hello got there. we got the negotiator. Oh man, so iconic too. Ooh, I mean, and don't even get me started on the last fight. Ooh, don't even get me started. Yeah, the that. last fight is just every single line is. <laughs> I feel like people have, have skewed it a bit. It's not quoted because it's good. It's quoted because it is terrible. <laughs> Just, I mean, I don't want to bash people's, like, why they quote it. But I don't think there's a single good line in that entire fight. Except maybe the way that Ewan McGregor says stuff. Like, that's the only good thing about it, is how he says it. But that does not make the lines good. No, no. Oh, oh man. Then we also got the scene um, in their last fight when they're just when they're swinging their blades and they're not even hitting each other. No, for like, but solid, like, it, I don't know. I mean, there's lava, so that's kind of cool. <laughs> oh yes, yes. There's, there's they're lava. fighting around lava. I mean, that's just kind of a cool idea. Yeah. Oh, and then the classic scene where the little kids like, Master, Master Skywalker, what are we going to do? <laughs> and then he takes the lightsaber out and implies he just murders children. <laughs> Which that scene alone has brought in so many questions about the uh, about the pre the sequel trilogy. It's not even funny. Like. 
um, friggin' Ray touches it and gets all these visions of what the lightsaber's done, but does not allude to the fact that it just mass murders like <laughs> ninety children. Yeesh. I don't even blame the prequels. For, I don't even. I don't blame the sequels for that one. I just blame the fact that that scene exists. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, this is the scene where he murders the sand people, and he's like, "I just kill the the uh, the men, but the women and the children too." Oh yeah, some second <laughs> one. I don't know if it's second or third, but you know, you get the the idea. Yeah, 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 yeah. It it happened. It happened. It um, happened in a movie. Yes, it happened in a movie. There was a film where this line came. Yes, from. yes. Um, but yes, this movie is a complete meme. Um, you know, we got. Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. all the scenes that I mentioned are probably the most iconic scenes that you probably know, you know? The opening, Grievous, final fight. Oh, more, a more quotable line. I just remembered one. When uh, when Mace Windu and the other uh, like, other Jedi come to go arrest, uh, arrest Palpatine, oh, yeah. he's like, did I tell you I am the Senate? <laughs> and then he jumps around like that and then when they kill mace windu and uh you know anakin's there trying to like trying to stop him but uh Archibald trying at least conflicted but then you hear uh palpatine he goes like power and, like, <laughs> them, and then sends mace windu flying out the window it wasn't like ultimate power like ultimate yeah ultimate power, power like that yeah i didn't catch the old i don't remember if the ultimate part was in it but you know what i haven't seen this movie in like five years so and the fact that I remember it well enough to be able to recall at least portions of these scenes is an indicator of how memed, memed it's become. Yes. Though overall, if I had to be honest, this movie's not good. Um, I feel like people give it much more credit than it deserves. Like, I think I think they're won over by the idea of the, the turning of Vader. And, and I will admit it's one of the more thoughtful movies because it has a couple of thoughtful scenes but i think it still suffers because it is still a prequel and it still has god-awful dialogue really bad cgi it's got it's way too long it has way too many drawn-out scenes kind of execute order 66 ex- oh, that might be, i don't know if that was the second or third right. isn't order 66 the one to kill all the jedi and i know that was the oh, end yeah, the one. well yeah no worries but regardless, like, I think this movie just suffers from being the third of the prequels. Yeah, it has to end it. Yes, it does end with Darth Vader going, no, pathetic. <laughs> but you got to understand, you know, I think at this point, people were just desperate for it to end. And the fact that there was a thoughtful scene or two here and there, I think, has won people over. But this movie is terrible. I'm, I cannot get around that. It really is not a good movie. And I actually dislike it more than Clone Wars because I have a sufficient nostalgic connection to Clone Wars and not this. That being said, <laughs> this movie is just bad. Sorry. Yeah, it, it's, it's trash. Oh, oh man. Oh, now we're time. It's time for us to go piss off even more Star Wars fans if you're ready for that. Seven. Episode yes, because now it's time to talk about the sequel trilogy. And we, I, I guarantee you I'm going to piss off many a Star Wars fan, but that's okay. Here it comes, here it comes. Well, actually, it won't be for the first one. we got to talk about Force Awakens first. And yes. That one is not nearly as divisive. The Force but, Awakens. But I think it's something interesting about Force Awakens. Like, it's been a while since it's been a Star Wars movie. And people weren't really asking for it. 
which is surprising because people this was during the age of sequels it was 2015 this was like people sequels were expected and often but i think what star what what kind of made this one kind of different was like it came off people being mad at the series people didn't like it they were still mad at these prequels so I think this one was a huge risk because you were implying, you had to imply that the prequels existed or you had to retcon them. And you had to basically make an entirely new Star Wars film that would appeal to the people who liked both trilogies or disliked the prequels and the originals. You needed to appeal to a lot of fan bases that were so divided because of these movies. The prequels made like Star Wars such a faction-based fandom. And I think going into it with a new film that is a completely different and completely unconnected version of these series like this is in the future like after the original trilogy this was this was a risk it it was not a hundred percent guaranteed to work so it's it's really interesting like what happened david how did how did it end up um with force awakens well i first want to talk about the immense popularity of this movie when it came out you know, because oh, we, we, we haven't gotten a Star Wars movie in a long time. So, for a new one to come out, it was huge. You know? Like, we haven't seen a Star Wars movie in forever. And it... It was the third highest grossing movie of all time. Yes. Until Infinity War. Yes. Are we not even going to talk about this? How 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 much money it made at the box office. Um, because of the past success of the past movies, you know? Like, Star Wars is big. And, you know, it was like a new generation Star Wars. So, like, everyone wanted to see it, right? Um, <coughs> my bad. Um, oh, no. No, I just had something in my throat. Ew. Um, Anyways, go for it. Yeah, so, I I have mixed feelings about this movie. Um, when I first saw it, I didn't think it was that bad. Um, I, I, thought, I thought it was a solid movie. Um, but then, going back and rewatching it, I feel like it, it's it's exactly what was expected of a modern day Star Wars movie, um, and I think the first problem I have with it um, is the fact that Ray is pretty much invincible because she's a girl, you know, and I feel like I feel like Ray like really had no struggle. I feel like. She just always had the power of the force inside of her. Like, unlike Luke, who had to work for it and train, I feel like she just always had it, you know? And it's just, and it's, it's because she's a girl and it's modern day and they have to do that. And it's dumb. It really is. Um, I, I think that's a, a big problem with it is that they just made her a girl just because um and I, I i think that was really dumb um and i i honestly don't feel like uh the force awakens really lived up to or, or lives up to the, the past movies you know hmm that's interesting well I, I agree to an extent but i actually really enjoy force awakens a lot um I'm not gonna. I, I'm not gonna act like that's not true because it kind of is. Like I think Ray suffers from being a character that was kind of the backlash, or not the backlash, but the the aftermath 
of trying to write a character that appeals to both trilogies because the original trilogy people want you know i don't they don't want to see a character like anakin come back they don't want a character that's drastically different than what they're used to who's dark and mean and bad so though that's not exactly what people had a problem with anakin for but that's besides the point so i think they tried to get a character that was similar enough to luke that they could you know appeal to people who wanted something similar but they also recognized they need something different so they made him they made her a girl kind of just because of that it seems like they wanted to make a character who was different than Luke, but at the same time was similar enough to Luke that fans could connect, which I think was a little safe. But at the same time, Luke was not the most interesting character in in, in uh, A New Hope. He needed sequels to, to craft his character more. And I think that was 100% what worked for that character is that he had time to grow. Rey, I kind of was okay with because I was expecting the sequels to build on her more. So I didn't mind her. And I let the other things work in that movie. And I really enjoyed the movie a lot. I've seen it a lot of times. It's one of those movies like the original Avengers where I've seen it a lot. And it just kind of becomes like a staple film in my life at this point. But I do really enjoy the movie. I think it's different enough from the prequels and the originals that it gives itself, it gives itself a unique style. I think the action is really good despite the fact that the climax is kind of mediocre. Um, I really like what they do with some of the characters. I think Finn was a great idea. I think Oscar Isaac and uh, John Boyega did great as these two characters. Uh, I don't blame Daisy Ridley for being kind of mediocre, but I still think she had some good lines here and there, some good deliveries. I think overall, what I enjoy about this movie a lot is it just feels so... Free. Like, I feel like J.J. Abrams just had a great time making it, and the people involved had a great time making it. They weren't really worried about the backlash, except for in Ray's character. So that, like, I think they just stopped and enjoyed the movie. And I think, overall, there's a lot of great things here. And I think it had the potential to spawn really great sequels. That's basically all I had to say about it. I do really enjoy the movie. Yeah, I mean, I actually, I actually, I would, I'm so go for it. No, I was gonna say that, um, and I, 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 I don't think it's a bad movie. I don't. Um, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying you need to change your opinion. I know, I know. Yeah, I'm not trying to say, I'm not trying to change your opinion or anything. I'm just sharing my, my, my ones, my ones and twos, my, my piece. Yeah, I'm just saying, I, I don't, I don't hate this movie. I, I, I definitely watched it again, and I think I'd enjoy it. Um, but you know, I have, I just have my problems with Ray. That's a mm-hmm. no. It's you're good. I think I'd probably watch it over Return of the Jedi, just because it's more consistent, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, but overall, I think it's a very solid movie. Uh, after this, they did Rogue One. Uh, Rogue One is interesting because this was the first time they did a Star Wars movie that was not part of a trilogy. It was standalone, and it com- was it was actually meant to link actually to fill plot holes of the original movie which is interesting like there's never been a movie like that actually there's never been a movie that was made to essentially be a an, an addition to another movie like it adds on to another movie and b- fills in the holes that, that one left so that's interesting yeah uh what did you think of row one 
I thought it was good. I thought it, uh, it uh, served its purpose well. Um, I, I think as a standalone movie, I think it's I think it's solid. It's, it's a solid film, and I think it it's, it it accomplishes what it was intending to accomplish. Yeah, um, yeah. Is that, is that all you had to say? Yeah, I mean, there's not much to say. I mean, <laughs> I think it's solid. I'll say I'll say a little bit. I'll say a little bit. Um, so I, my family loves Rogue One a lot. Like my dad really loves it. It's one of his favorite Star Wars movies behind the originals. My mom really likes it. And I know a lot of people love this movie and I don't blame them. I like this idea a lot, but I do think it's one of the weakest Star Wars movies that isn't an original, isn't a prequel trilogy, not because of the movie itself, but or not actually, yes, it is because of the movie itself. The characters suck. I'm sorry. That's that's basically what it comes down to. I think, I think I what I don't like about this movie, though I do enjoy the plot and I enjoy the climax a lot, and I think there's good moments here and there. The acting is overall solid. There are way too many characters that I just did not care about. I think it suffered from being like it, it understood that it was running out of time, and it it had a running time to introduce, develop, and close a character's arc because these characters are never mentioned again. So they needed to conclude them. And while I, I think this movie kind of suffers from not really giving time for the characters and having way too many, like Riz Ahmed is, a, is, is in this movie. He's the guy who played the villain in Venom. And he was the, he was, he's in this movie Sound of Metal that came out recently and there's a bunch of Oscar buzz for it. So he's a really, really great actor. But I don't remember who he is in this movie. I like, he is such an uncharacter, and there's so many of those. Like there are so many characters in this movie that are just there, and they have one line, and that's it. Like, it's it's annoying because I want to know these characters better and I want to enjoy them, but they're just so underdeveloped. They have one line of dialogue or one line of development, and that's it. And that's like the end of their development, and that's so irritating because like these characters have the potential to be interesting. And could carry this movie a lot more. And I'd enjoy this movie a lot more if they just put more time in the characters, but they don't. And the characters are really boring. I don't really like any of them. Even Cassian, who is getting his own series, so clearly he's going to there's going to be more to him. He was even boring to me. Like I, I feel really bad because like my parents love it and I have a bunch of people who love it, but I felt the characters are so underdeveloped and basic that like it does. It takes a lot away from the movie that it could have had, you know. But I do enjoy it. I I actually think it's a solid movie overall. Beyond that, I think the action's great. I think the ideas are great. I actually think K two S O is is probably my favorite of the characters because he's actually kind of funny. I think the action, like I said, the action's really good. The scenes with Darth Vader are really solid. I think it really just suffers from being a little underwritten. You mean the one underdeveloped. I'm sorry. You mean the one scene of Darth Vader in it? There's, there's two. There's two. There's two. He talks to, he talks to, uh, Krennic. <laughs> He's played by Ben Mendelsohn. I love Ben Mendelsohn, so that's a good plug. I like the cast a lot. I don't know. I think it's just a, it's a solid movie. I think it serves its purpose, and I think more movies should be like this in the Star Wars universe. But I think this one's just not the best example. I'm really curious to see when they do this again, and if it'll be better. Like if they do another movie, they try to fill in the blanks of Star Wars movies. 
I think it'd be better in the future. But I will acknowledge Rogue One's benefits. It's a solid movie. Yep. Yep. But yeah. Uh, I talked for a while, so I think it's time we segue into what is probably the most divisive Star Wars film of all time, which is saying something because the prequels exist. Yeah. <clears throat> and that is The Last Jedi. Good God, have I never seen a movie with so many five-star reviews and so many half-star reviews. Yeah. It is insane. David, what is your opinion on The Last Jedi? The Last Jedi... Oh man! So I can finally talk about um, how Jar Jar is Snoke. Well, let's start with the movie thoughts, and then <laughs> once we're done, we'll discuss that theory. Because good God, <laughs> that's such a that's such an idea, you know? Like that'll take a minute. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the Last Jedi. Um, I remember hearing about this movie for the first time and being super hyped for it, like. It was like, wow, they're going to bring back Luke. Um, There's going to be more fight scenes with, you know, you know, one thing I really liked about Last Jedi um, were the, the choreographed scenes between uh, Rey and Kylo Ren. I think they were really cool um, uh, and, and really well choreographed. Um, but I think that's kind of the case for all of them. But I just especially like the modern fights of Star Wars. Um, so I was super excited for that. Um, I was super excited for Leia. Um, and it was just like, wow, this is going to be awesome. Um, and watching it, I, I, just, I just had mixed feelings about it. Um, in no way do I think this is a bad movie. Um, I actually think it's, it's pretty good. Um, I gave it three and a half stars on Letterboxd. So I, I, th- I think it's a fairly solid movie. Um, I think it's one of the weaker ones in comparison to uh, other Star Wars movies. Um, but I, I definitely think it's, it's worth a watch if you like Star Wars. Um, <clears throat> I guess the movie as a standalone movie is meh. Um, but I, I, I guess like the best way I could put this movie is it, 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 it works in terms of the other movies. Um, but at the same time, it, I don't know. It, it's, it, it's okay. Um, it, 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 I feel like it, if I feel like it serves its purpose, um, as progressing the star Wars story. Um, but I think that's really all it has going for it. You know, and I think it, I think it does well serving its purpose. Um, but if you think a movie like like um like um Revenge of the Sith, not Revenge of the Sith, um the second Star Wars, movie, what's it called? Oh, Empire Strikes Empire Back. Empire Strikes Back, that's right. Um that's a really good movie that serves its purpose as control as it continues the, the Star Wars story. And it's also really good um as a standalone movie as well. Um and I feel like that's where last, the Last Jedi falls. Um, as a standalone movie, I don't, I don't think it does as hot. Um, but, but I, I think it's fine. Yeah, um, I feel like there's a lot to say about Last Jedi that I don't want to go into too much detail of because we're getting later in yeah. the episode. But 
I have to say, this is one of the movies that I think did a lot different and that scared people. Like, it did a lot of weird things that no one expected. Luke threw away the lightsaber. Uh, Luke doesn't like Jedi's anymore. Uh, Leia floats through space like Mary Poppins. Uh, Leia is basically almost dead the entire movie and they give the reins to to this new lady general holdo who has purple hair and doesn't really do much uh snoke the big bad of the two movies dies abruptly luke dies abruptly like i think this movie does things that are weird and i think if they work for you is going to depend entirely on what your thoughts were on force awakens because it's not really actually no no it's really not that because force awakens is so different than this movie there's not a movie like there's no star wars movie like this one ryan johnson did something weird with this movie and made it so bizarrely different in terms of tone in terms of the ideas there's a lot of things in this movie you wouldn't expect and i think that is kind of respectable. I really don't mind this movie because it does so much different and does it in such a way that is unlike anything else. Like the biggest complaint I heard about uh, Force Awakens was that it was so much like New Hope. You can't say this movie is anything like any of the other movies because it's not. It's weird. It's dark. It's and I wouldn't say yeah, it's dark. It's kind of out of left field, and I think diehard star wars fans could have problems with it and they have had problems with it but i think i will infinitely respect this movie for being something that is unlike any other star wars movie and whether it works or not is dependent on on the person but i think it really works i think it's really solid but it has problems i will admit that from the float the floating leia was weird holdo is a terrible character i think the stuff with finn and rose on that casino planet is not bad but it's definitely a kind of a drag and i think i think it just kind of did too much differently i think if you're gonna complain the biggest thing about like force awakens being so similar to new hope the biggest complaint about this one is that it's so much not like everything else but i do really respect it in that regard now before we get to the Rise of Skywalker, which is going to be a crazy one. Uh, let's talk about Solo, a Star Wars story. Because Solo is a weird one because this was like the first Star Wars movie that no one wanted. Like, I was surprised with this one. The trailers came out, and this was like the only Star Wars movie that I didn't hear much hype for. People really just did not want to see this movie. I didn't know a single person who'd see the true solid trailer and went, I'm really hyped for this. And that's interesting to me. But what did you think of it? Um, we saw this movie together, actually. I'm pretty sure, right? I think. Yeah, we did. Because so... I remember walking into the theater with your family. I know we saw we saw Rogue One together at some point. I know that, but I don't think it was the first time we watched it, though. Yeah, no. Yeah, I don't remember. Anyways, yeah, Star Wars. Yeah, Solo, Solo a Star Wars story. Um, I I really liked. Okay, I want to first say that I really liked the performance of Donald Glover. 
in this movie? Oh, that—that's the like one thing everyone can agree on is that Donald Glover is the best yes, part. He is—he is definitely the best part of this movie. Um, and I, I think I think he makes this movie tolerable. Um, I, I think otherwise this movie was really boring for me. Um, really, I, I guess I appreciate them making a, a a Han Solo origin story, but at the same time, like Connor said. Nobody really asked for this or wanted it. And it was really boring, like, the entire time. And I really didn't care that much for it. Um, and it doesn't really add much to the story because at this point, spoilers, Han Solo was dead, you know? Um, so it was like, okay, why are you doing this? Well, like, what does this really add? Like, how does this further anything? Um, I don't know. It's just, it, it felt unnecessary and useless it really did it was like it's like if they did a qui-gon Jin origin movie like how how use how useful would that be like not very yeah not much yeah i think i agree but i do enjoy this movie quite a bit um but i do i think i wouldn't defend this one quite as much because i think it feels like a video game and I think it would be better as a video game. Like it, it feels like you're in this in the in, and you're in a Han Solo themed adventure, but it doesn't do what Rogue One did and add things to the series. It kind of just is its own thing. Uh, it it does fun stuff. It has good characters. Donald Glover is really great in here. The acting's really good. I think the guy they got to play Han Solo, I think his name is Alden Henson or Henderson. I think does a really good job for the, what he needs to do. And I think as, I think this is the best version of a Han Solo origin story that we're going to get. But I also kind of think that, like, I agree with David, it does kind of drag because it's one of the only Star Wars movies that doesn't feel like it has a point. Uh, but I do enjoy it. I think it does have enough fun with its concept and being kind of like a, being kind of like a Star Wars video game that it has its fun moments. I think the score is actually pretty underrated. I do enjoy the score a lot. Uh, and Donald Glover is fantastic. And there's a reason why he's getting a series on Disney Plus, because he's great. Um, but overall, I think it's good. I think it's very solid. And I would watch it over Rogue One, because at least the characters are a bit more interesting, but not a lot more interesting. Uh, it's, it's, it's good. Solid. Okay. I know this has been a big mouthful, and uh, I know Star Wars fans are getting a little irritated. They're like, "What are these? What are these idiots talking about? What? What could they possibly have to say about Rise of Skywalker?" I've lost so much respect <laughs> for them for their prequel and Last of Jedi thoughts. What do you have to say about Rise of Skywalker? Did you hate it like we all did? Is it the worst thing to ever happen? Is it going to kill Jesus one day, David? What do you think? The Rise of Skywalker. Uh, uh, um, you know, I, I just want to first and foremost talk about a part of this movie I wasn't too big on. Um, and that is the well, overall, overall, real quick, before you even say that, would you give it a thumbs up or a thumbs down? Uh, mm, I guess a thumbs up. Okay, well, now go to your okay. point. Um, so, 
I want to first talk about the problems I have with this movie. First, the unnecessary and out of left field. I guess it wasn't too out of left field, but it's just very unnecessary and I just didn't like it was the romance between Ray and Kylo Ren. That's the thing. It's uh, that's a weird one because it's out of nowhere. It's one scene. It's out of nowhere, but that's it's, it's such a thing. big part of it too. Like you just can't like it, not take that in consideration. I think it was metaphorical. I think it was metaphorical for the unification of the dark side and the light. I don't know. I just, I just thought they could have done it better. I just thought they they. That's true. I don't know. It's like, weird. Dude. It's is weird. Not necessary. Like it was never there. Like. They were always rivals from the very beginning. And then to just like have that kiss was just it it was not needed. It wasn't like honestly, it would have made more sense if if Ray and Finn kissed, you know? Because they've been friends since day one. And with this, it was just like there was no build-up to it. It it kind of just it like the build-up started when the movie started. You know, like it wasn't it wasn't like a layered two from the very beginning. Like we didn't like have any like signs of this until the movie started, you know? And even then you couldn't even really tell. Unless like you really looked into it. And it was just like like even even if it's metaphorical, like I like I said, they could they could have handled it better. Um I feel like they just could have handled a lot of things better with this movie. Um I, I felt like the, the, the coming back of um, the Emperor was a, a bit unnecessary because, like I said before, there was, like, no hint to it earlier because the first two movies had Snoke. And to just have the Emperor come out of nowhere, I was like, what's going on at this point? Like, seriously, what's going on? Um, and it was just like, and, like, with, with Ray, like becoming a Skywalker, it, it was just like, eh, what? Huh? Like, like that, that's how I felt like a, a good chunk of the time I watched this movie. Just very confused, very lost. I felt like things just came out of thin air that weren't really built up to. Like, it, it was, I don't know, it was just, there, there was like no build up to this movie at all it was just like it, it was a weird conclusion it was weird it's a weird way to conclude the star wars story and like it was just like i feel like star wars deserved a, a better ending than than this i really do i feel like it just it, it wasn't worth it kind of all right but yeah, I 100% agree. This movie lacks a lot of foresight. It seems like this movie kind of came out of nowhere because people didn't like uh, Force or Last Jedi. So they completely shoehorned an ending. And that does not work for like longevity's purposes because it felt like this movie had nothing built up from the last two. It feels completely out of left field. It has the same characters, but it doesn't feel the same. It has the least it has the least interesting tone out of all of them. The first one has this tone similar to New Hope, where there's like it's building a universe. The second one, Last Jedi, feels extremely bleak 
and dark and depressing. And this one has nothing. There is nothing in terms of a unique tone here. And I think it has way too many characters, way too many ideas they just introduce and don't back up. A lot of stuff in this movie feels completely oblivious, random, and not well thought out. That being said, I think this movie's fine. It, it's fine. It is a perfectly serviceable Star Wars movie because it's still a Star Wars movie from, this, from these people. Like, I still think the performances are really solid. I still think the CGI is really solid. The cinematography is solid. I think the colors are still really cool. I think the quality of the production is what saves this movie. Because I, it's, I can't bring myself to give this movie anything below three stars. Because if I do, it's discrediting the things in this movie that work. I don't suggest it, per se, unless you've seen the, la- the first two. If you've seen Rise of Skywalker and Force Awakens. Or no, sorry. No, if you've seen Last Jedi and Force Awakens, you need to watch it. But it doesn't connect to those movies. It's such, it's such a conflicting film. It really is. Because it's bad, but it's simultaneously too good to be bad. It's weird. And I think maybe it's just denial. Maybe it's just because I don't want to give a movie, an unrecent Star Wars movie, anything below three stars. But it really just is not a good movie. You can tell that just from watching it. You can tell by the way the script is written. You can tell by the way the cameras, like how the, how the scenes go. From, just from the fact that they introduced the return of Palpatine in one scene, and it was just the dead speak, like, that's it. That's the only illusion that he came back, and then, they, then he's just back. It's, it's kind of ridiculous, and there's a lot of ideas here that I think need further explanation, and they just don't give it. Like this, this weird Sith cult that re- resurrected uh, Palpatine. What is that? Why is that? What does that mean? Wh- who are these people? There's no explanation. One of my least favorite things about this movie, the thing I hate the most, is this break they take on this random planet with this girl that is supposed to be like Poe's love interest, I guess, with Babu Freak. You know that planet? I like Babu Freak a lot, but good God, this side plot is terrible. It comes out of nowhere. Giving a love interest to Poe for two seconds is completely and utterly useless. It, there's nothing interesting from a from a plot perspective. They don't add anything new, and that's basically this entire movie. It adds nothing new except <clears throat> ideas. It just it's just random ideas, man. And I really wish it was good because this this series deserves a good climax and a good finish, but it kind of just ended on this note like no one had any idea what what they were doing, and that's a shame. <laughs> I think it could have been good if they had just given J.J. Abrams that second movie, or given a completely different director the third movie. But no, they just gave it to J.J. Abrams again. I don't know, man. Yeah. So, it's a bleak note to end on, but Star Wars has a very colorful history, you know? It's had really high up points and really low low points. And I don't think there's... I think that's what makes Star Wars so unique, Dave. It's like... Every movie is a different experience, and they're very different movies. I think any kind of of uh, person can find a type of movie in these movies they enjoy. I don't. It's hard. I would find it hard to believe that there's someone who doesn't like a single Star Wars movie because of how different they are. Um. So honestly, if you haven't watched these movies and you for some reason listen to these to listen to this podcast, 
you've got to check them out. Like there's so much to love and there's so much different varieties of movies here that you'll find something to enjoy. They're really interesting movies. David, what's your, what's your final say? Yeah, kind of hard to say. Uh, Star Wars is a super popular franchise that is beloved by a lot of people. Um, and I think that everyone can appreciate. Um, even if you haven't seen all the movies, I think you can still have a deep appreciation for this movie, these movies, these, this series, because it's so influential and so grand and so great um, that I think that pop culture is just it wouldn't be the same without star wars really it, it, it's really it's really made it what it is today um and i'm super thankful for it and i'm super thankful that we 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 get to have these kind of movies um with such a, with such a deep and interesting lore and history behind it um yeah that's right i agree now it's the moment you've all been waiting for it's time for suggestions dang i know that's the moment that we've been waiting for i I know people have been sitting there like at their computers or at their phones being like why can't why can't they suggest me something why i need need them to tell me what they're watching so that i can watch it too you know so david how many suggestions do you have you've had a whole month i have one no, I have three. I have three. There you go. I, I was about to say, I'm like, you had a whole month and you decreased your number by one. No, okay. Okay, <laughs> okay. Kidding. Three. I was about to say, I'm like, Jesus. I'm we could have done yeah. four, but you know what? I'm not going to be here for 20 years, so we'll do three. Yeah, let's just stick to three because we've been I don't know, I mean, I was like saying like, an hour and a half. Yeah, I'm saying like we've been gone for a month. Like we could have like eight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I've, I've actually done quite a bit. But I'm going to yeah. decrease it to the my top yeah, three. three. Do the three. Okay. Do the three. All right, 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 all right. So I have watched a lot of movies. I've played a video game. I've watched a lot of anime. Um, so, yeah, I have a lot to talk about. Um, okay, go for so it. I'll first talk about the video game that I've been playing. Um, I haven't played too much of it recently, but over winter break, um, I spent a lot of time with it. Um, and this video game is Skyrim. Skyrim. And I'm sure a lot of you have heard of Skyrim. Um, and if you haven't, it's it's basically like set in like medieval times, um, with like dragons and knights and magic and stuff like that. <clears throat> and pretty much what you have to do is discover the secrets of the dragons. Like the dragons were, were dead for centuries and they're finally coming back, right? And you have to learn the secrets of why the dragons are coming back. And your character is dragonborn. So that means that you can, um, you have special dragon powers. Like you can use a dragon shout. Um, Who's Radha? Yeah, right, right. Um, and, you know, you, you know, you got, you got the meme um, with like the skill tree, like 100% like uh, deception or stuff like that. You know, that, that comes from Skyrim. Um, uh, that's kind of funny. Um, so yeah, Skyrim, it's a pretty good game. It's super big, like super big. Um, and there's a lot of stuff to do. Like I'm not even like 10% to the game. I might be like 2%. Um, there's a lot, there is a lot to do in this game. Um, and there's DLC too, um, which makes it even bigger. 
it's it's a huge game. And there's mods too. Oh my god, there's so much to this game. It's insane. Like you can play this game for endless endless amount of hours. It's a lot yeah, of people. People still play it. Yes, people still play it. It's 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 really it's really insane. Um, and it's a lot of fun too. Um, I'd recommend it if you're a fan of Fallout Four. Um, I really love that game, and I and I think it's by the same people. And I can see a lot of influences from Fallout Four in this game. So <clears throat> if you're a fan of that that kind of stuff, uh, I recommend checking out Fallout Four. Not Fallout. Well, yes, Fallout Skyrim. Four as well, but yes, yeah, Skyrim as well as Skyrim. Um, so yeah, Skyrim, really fun game. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I've also seen a Connor. You still there? Yep, still here. Okay, a movie. Um, a movie that I saw that I really enjoyed. Probably my favorite movie that I watched over the Christmas winter break is Dead Poet Society. Woo! Um, it's a really good movie. I think that is a quintessential movie that everyone should watch. Like for real. Um, it it came out in the nineties. Um, I mean, I mean, the main character, one of the main characters, is a theater kid. So I mean, I feel like that already speaks to David. Yeah, He's right. Like, oh right. my gosh, a theater kid is a main character. Eee, bro. <laughs> yeah, right. Like it's it, like this movie has like almost everything that I love. You know, it's got the slice of life. It's got the comedy. It's got the theater. Like the coming of age. The coming of age. It's like it's like this movie was literally made for me. It's got Robin Williams. It's Robin Williams. I mean, two of these like actually made for me um and i i just just love everything about it i really do i really really do um i think out of any movie that i've recommended i think that this movie should go ahead of all of them it's on it's on netflix i think yeah hulu hulu it's on hulu sorry it's on hulu um please check it out um like the the deepest part of my my being my soul i say that you should watch this movie um it's so good. It's it's so good. There's such a good message to it that I think like every human needs to watch this movie. Like it should be like the law to watch. Yeah, it's so good. It's a fantastic yes. movie. Yes. <clears throat> All right, now I get to an anime that I watched. Now yeah, one anime. anime. You got to restrain yourself. One. I know. I watched. I watched quite a bit. Um. <clears throat> um, and I think the the best anime that I watched slash read is probably Promised Neverland. Um, oh. And I think I talked about this movie. Not this movie. Yeah, I think you might have suggested the anime before. Like the first yeah, I think season, I suggested the show before um, at some point. But season two is now out. Um, and I watched the first couple episodes uh, season two and I really loved it. And I was like, you know what? There is no way I can wait for this show to come out weekly. It's too good. I need to know the secrets. And I read like 20 chapters yesterday um, because I was that invested into the into this uh, into this show and series. Um, it is so good, guys. Um, I highly recommend it. If you don't know what it's about, it's basically about um, these these kids who are like at an orphanage. Um, but the thing is that the orphanage isn't actually an orphanage it's it's a farm and these kids are being raised to be shipped out to demons outside of this farm of this orphanage to be eaten right um you know know, little nightmares it's like that but anime yeah pretty much 
and these kids are trying to escape the farm and the part that I'm at, they've already escaped and now they're trying to, uh, I'm not going to spoil anything, but they, they, they've escaped and now they're trying to uh, uh, kind of like find a safe place to live, um, even though there's a bunch of demons hunting them down and stuff. So it's, it's really good. So many good secrets, so many good things. Ah, oh, such a good, such a good show. Highly recommend it. But of course, there's other shows out like season four of Attack on Titan, really good. Uh, Doctor Stone season two is really good. Uh, One Piece is always really good. Um, uh, what else have I been watching? I Jujutsu Kaisen is still running, really good. Um, yeah, any of those shows, highly recommend. Really good. Check it out. But especially Promising Neverland, really good. Really, really. Good. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, so I I will segue to mine. Um, but I agree. I'm sure those animes are really good. Boy oh boy oh, wouldn't I have loved to watch them? <laughs> no, I, I have three Korra. as well. Yeah, I'm stuck on Korra. Korra is not that good, but we'll get there. We'll talk about that eventually. <laughs> um, but let's talk about what I have my suggestions I've got for for you now. So I've got a movie, I've got a show, and I've got a so, an album. Now, I'm going to start with the movies because that's the thing I've done the most. I've watched a lot of movies recently, and a lot of them are really good. Like, there is a lot to suggest. Like, kind of like what David did, I'll really quickly go through a couple. Um, if you have Disney+, Plus, Pixar's Soul was fantastic. Soul is one of the one of the most Pixar-y Pixar movies you're going to watch. It's fantastic, existential, heartwarming, heartbreaking, very good. Um, if you want something that's not Disney but is also lots of fun, Easy A on Netflix is great. I was surprised how much I really liked Easy A. I thought it would be just kind of like a stereotypical high school comedy, but there's a lot more to it. It's got a really interesting tone and one of the most consistent high school tones ever because it doesn't take itself seriously at all. I think that one was really good. Um, Love and Monsters is a great movie. It's a rent that one, uh, but I watched that last night. That was hilarious. I really liked the characters in that movie. You know it's good when the dog is an actually well-established main character. <laughs> He's got his own personality and everything, but doesn't talk. Great. That's a great, great movie. Um, I think uh, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom on Netflix was fantastic. I watched that at the airport when I was leaving Florida. That was really, really good. Uh, friggin' Chadwick Boseman carries this movie like he's friggin' Samson. He is insane. Uh, and Goodwill Hunting. I watched that for the first time. Absolute masterpiece. One of the most, one of the best written movies I've ever seen by far. Fantastic performances from Robin Williams and Matt Damon. Both great. Uh, but the one, the main one I wanted to suggest in terms of quality, and one of the best things I've watched recently is Nomadland, uh, directed by Chloe Zhao. Um, or Chloe Zhao, I'm not sure how to pronounce it. Uh, came out this year. It'll be on Hulu in February. Um, but I got it from a friend who sent it to me. Um, but it is fantastic and one of the most interesting existential movies you'll watch. Like Soul was great. And Soul is a great existential movie for families. But if you want a movie that's a little more thoughtful and a little more for adults, Nomadland is amazing. Uh, it's about a lady who loses her house uh, and loses her husband a little earlier than that. And so she and she loses her job. She pretty much has nothing. So she lives in her van. And you get to see her basically experiencing life and living alone on this in this van and meeting other people. It's a movie about life itself. Like it, it's not trying to find the meaning of life. More as it's trying to just point you in the direction of like how, like how to fully experience life and the different levels of life and like 
what kind of people are out there and what kind of people you can influence, you know? It's a really touching movie. It's very lovely. It's very heartwarming. It's a very uplifting movie and brilliantly written and brilliantly acted. Like, easily one of the most interesting in terms of writing movies I've seen in a while. I definitely suggest it. Though I like Goodwill Hunting a bit more, I think Nomadland is one that is going to get overlooked. It really will. So I definitely suggest it now. Definitely watch Nomadland if you can. Um, second, uh, a TV show. I know that's pretty crazy, but I mean, the, if there's only if there's one way to get me to watch a TV show, it's make it make it Marvel, <laughs> and that's what they did with Wandavision that came out a couple days ago. Oh, I just forgot um, I watched Wandavision. I watched that. Yeah, and I, I yeah, I, I I know Michael or not Michael. Huh? I know David watched it, so I will I will make I won't like spoil anything here because it just came out. WandaVision is such a unique perspective on a TV show. Like, it's such a throwback to classic uh, TV shows, but at the same time, it has a very unique tone and really and really interesting levels to it that is unlike any show you'll watch ever. It is brilliantly written. I think it's really funny. It's really simple, but it's also very slow. I was talking to somebody about this. A lot of people have been finding it really slow and really monotonous. But I think if you stick with it, I mean, I haven't seen the ending yet. I, so maybe it'll fumble the ending. But like, it's it appears to be building up something really interesting. If you stick with these episodes, these two episodes, and actually get through them, there's a lot of interesting stuff hidden within them. And I'm really curious to see where this goes. And it's brilliantly done. I think it's one of the most unique things the MCU's done since Captain America Winter Soldier. It's really great. Um, yeah, so definitely check that one out if you have Disney+. Plus. Finally, I know we're, we're you know running low on time, so I will very briefly talk about the album. Uh, I finally listened to Childish Gambino's Because the Internet. I listened to it all the way through for the first time. It took me a while, but I finally did. And it's a really good album, but good lord, 3005 and Sweatpants are so much better than the rest of the album. Like, it's, it's funny, because the rest of the album's really good, but those two songs, I think in terms of, like, bars and in terms of, like, the quality of the... Of the uh, of the production is just so much better than all the other songs. It's a really interesting album that I think hides a lot of subtlety underneath what seems to be pretty obvious lyrics. Like if you think about it, it's a lot, there's a lot more to it, but I still haven't figured it out yet. I'll let you know, maybe in a couple episodes, if I finally piece together what this album means in its entirety, but it's really, really well done. Uh, If I had to pick some favorite songs, Telegraph Avenue is really good. Crawl, Pink Toes, uh, there's a lot of great songs here. Shadows is really good. Um, there's a lot of interesting stuff on this album. And I think it has enough genre bending and like mixing between like rap, hip hop, and pop. I think it mixes them in such a weird way that it's it's very accessible. I think even if you're not a rap fan, which a lot of this album is rap, I think there's a lot more to it that is really good. So I think you should check it out. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I will not hold you back any longer as this episode. I don't really know how long it is because we had a recording hassle in the middle, but it's probably a little long. But you know, Star Wars will do that to you, you know? Yeah, Star Wars movies are long. So yeah, uh, welcome back to the podcast, guys. <laughs> it's been a, it has been a ride, um, and we're glad to be back. We're going to be back on top, and we're going to be working on episodes as we usually do. Thank you so much for listening this far. 
uh, follow us on Instagram. What's that smell? Underscore you thinking again. I try to get David to post sometimes, but he doesn't usually. I'm lazy um, and forget. Yeah, you are lazy. Come on, man. Uh, but anyways, it's been fun, David. You had a good time today? Yes, I did. Did you? I did, too. It was pretty solid. Um, like I said, check out the Instagram. What's that smell? Underscore you thinking again. Um, got really interesting stuff coming on the way. Uh, more episodes that are going to be really unique. Uh, we've got some cool reveals coming up that I really want to share with you guys. Um, but we will get there when we get there. Even David has a surprise eventually. Yes. Uh, but once we do, it'll be great. So thank you so much for listening. So again, thank you for sticking with us. Thanks for coming back after the hiatus. And we will uh, see you guys later in yet another episode of the podcast that is going to get you through 2021 as it did in 2020. And that is... Oh, what's that smell? You thinking again? <laughs>